Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Zero Lift. You're joined by myself, Ryan, Lenny. Hey, people. And John. I'm just happy to be here, kids. I'm also happy that you're here. Uh, today we're talking about F1 and Tesla recalls, shocks, springs, and sway bars. And I picked 20 questions, and these schmucks don't get a hint because I'm already the car noob anyways. So let's get into it. <laughs> let's talk about F1 this weekend quickly and move on so people don't get too bogged down with our F1 stuff. I just want to say, Charles Leclerc, you're never going to win a championship like that. He pushed a little bit too hard. That's that's it. You know that He's just being very competitive. I, I can understand. It. it happens to the best of us. So... I have a confession to make. Yeah. Okay. I, I basically I basically missed the entire race. Wow. I looked at the standings and Yeah. So what what did what did my boy Leclerc do? So basically he was chasing down, he was two seconds back on Perez on the later end of the laps after switching to a soft tire. Red Bull responded and also switched to a soft tire. He overhooked it on the chicane and basically sent his car into the air and spun it out. Managed to recover it, but went from P3 all the way down to P6, in which he stayed. He had no reason to push that hard to try to overtake. He wasn't going to catch Verstappen. Verstappen was, like, gone. And, like, uh, it was just seemed like a mistake that you don't make when you're world championship material. You don't really, like, overcook a curb like that chasing down. Why are you putting P2? so much expectation on him? That's, like, a lot of weight, dude. Damn. Yeah, it's so yeah. early in the season. Yeah, world champions don't overcook a corner. Oh, wait, max every race. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. happens yeah, all the time. But he doesn't Even lose control Lewis of the car. Corners, he like, yeah, he doesn't lose control so, of the yeah, car, they, though. Yeah, they do all the time. Dude, that that's been happening a lot lately with the new car. Um, so, like, it just chalk it up to new year, no, new car. No, that's not new car. That, he, it put it, he put it in too early on the corner, ate the sausage curb, and went airborne. That's what happened. That is not a new car thing. That is he overcooked the corner put it on a sausage curb, and got airborne. I, I wouldn't say airborne. He kind of just spun it around. Watch the right? slow-mo. No, no, no. Watch the slow-mo. Oh, gosh. You both want, air. Like, sure, maybe at like for like a fraction of, this, of a second, both his tires, car was completely in the air, but tires. like that's pretty easy to do in F1 car. So I'm saying both tires were off of, of the uh, off the tarmac. He was airborne. And you're just throwing mad shit at him. Yeah, let's go. I'm just saying, give him a break. Why? <clears throat> He's a rival. Did I give Lulu a break? Will I ever give Lewis Hamilton a break? No. By the way, that is another excellent point, bringing that up. Thanks for helping that transition there, Lenny. Lewis Hamilton got P14 it's and got, got lapped by Max Verstappen, of which I I was, I couldn't control myself. I mean, it was the most wonderful moment in the world to watch Max Verstappen blue flag Lewis Hamilton. And on top of that, Lewis Hamilton was stuck behind Pierre Gasly's ass once again for like 35 laps in a DRS train while young young Yuki Tsunoda slowly took off in the distance. It was wonderful. Uh, It was it was a great race, folks. I would just say it was. I got to say, I agree. I'm sure Lewis uh, that stung a little bit for Lewis. It was getting lapped by Max. And uh, Toto had to personally come on the call. It wasn't even Bono. It was Toto had to come and apologize for Hamilton to Hamilton. What also made this race phenomenal to me was the will they, won't they of the rainstorms, which I think always makes a good race. Um, Because they started on enters, and it was like, when are they going to kind of 
get off the inners and go to the slicks. It was a, a dance was really good, um, which was compounded by Ricardo started that off, and he was actually in P19 because on turn two, three, yeah, early in, in lap one, basically ended up ramming into Carlos Sainz, knocking him out of the race. Um, unlike his father, he isn't that good on the gravel. So, uh, <laughs> nice callback. Thanks. So, um, yeah, so he got knocked out. So good for me and my boys at Red Bull because that helped us catch up to uh, Ferrari, uh, both in the Drivers' and Constructors' Championship. I thought it was a phenomenal race overall. Couldn't ask for more. Botas in P5 as well in the Alfa Romeo Redemption arc for him. Just a lot of good storylines at Imola this weekend. Lando. Lando P3, that's Lando. right. The boy himself, because of Charles Leclerc's uh, mistake that he shouldn't have had if he wants to be a world championship, let Lando, who is going to be a world championship driver someday, into P3. Agreed. Yeah. I Agreed. Think, I could agree with you on Lando being a world championship driver one day. I Absolutely. Think, I don't know, man. I'm, He's kinda, so I'm kind of team Russell. Ew. Gross, man. You don't like Russell? No. I, I used to, and then the whole, like... Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm going to... No. Hey, the whole what? The whole what? His PR. Ryan had something against Brits. It's got to be That is not true at all. No, 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 no. There's nope. a trend there. I mean, they're no. both British, so... I like you know, Lando. Lando's British. Lando's British, so there is no correlation. And number two, I generally like the Brits, despite being of Irish heritage. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't believe but you. I like, I like <laughs> Russell because... And this, I don't know, y'all might like cringe or roll your eyes at me. I hope to do so. His attitude and the way he talks about his profession and racing and stuff, he reminds me of a, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. He reminds me of like a student in flight school. And it's this mix. Yeah, it's like a mix of, it's a mix of like, boyish charm with um with like a serious like professional mindset towards Ew. his craft you and maybe like, hate him more now <laughs> now it's it's it, it i re- it's like hey this dude is what a person learning to fly a combat aircraft like that's the type of attitude that you should have and i just i just i dig it i like him for you it. just made me hate him more i know i know <laughs> As right, every, but I was just like any enlisted person here probably dislikes George Russell more now because of you, John. I mean, no, it's it was just like, like it. just, what do I like about like what do I like about this guy? Just every type an entire Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Does any that's enlisted a real, that's a real generalization? Any, I'm sorry, any enlisted person out there that likes butter bars, please at me. Okay, seriously. We're not talking zero. about that, dude. We're not talking about <laughs> that. I was just like, go comparing two things that are totally I do that all the time. They're totally John made the relation. Okay, whatever. My point is George Russell's PR shtick and his like he's he's taken the Lewis Hamilton route. I'm not about it. I prefer Lando's approach. I I much What are you talking about? If you look What does that even mean? What does anything mean? mean? What are you talking about? What what approach he's taking the Mercedes approach to PR. We're not good enough. Bro, 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 what? If you were a new driver in F1 and you got offered a seat in Mercedes, you would buy a set of knee pads. No. <laughs> Shut up. Because here's the thing. So 
Because here's the thing. He's not that new of a driver <laughs> anymore. Of Max Verstappen got to Red Bull through the through the, the B team faster than George Russell did number one. Lando George Norris Lando Norris is also what? Lando Norris is younger than George Russell and is in the same class basically and is sit, sit, sitting at McLaren and has had a better attitude this whole time through. George Russell did how long was George Russell who was he with? Uh, I prefer Alex Albon over, over George Russell. He's with Williams. Yeah, he was with Williams. He was in a backmarker team, and he was with him for what? One, two years? Three. Three. Yeah. So he was with a backmarker team, and everybody was saw potential in this cat, and they gave him a friggin' seat on the premier. Same with Botas. Do you remember where Botas was before he came to Mercedes, John? No. Williams. Because they're okay. the B team. From unlike yeah. unlike Alfa well, Tari, they're look, the purest look, B team. Everybody f- Everybody forgets this because Botas lived in Lewis's shadow for so long, but Botas is a prolific genius. Look of at him, Alfa Romeo. He he jumped shark when Mercedes was going down. Beautiful. I understand that, but I, I mean, even Botas. at but no, even at Mercedes, look at Botas's average performance, and Crushed he is it. a he's a genius. So that's you're only like proving my point. Oh, he was at Williams too. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. George Russell sucks. Lando's better. Verstappen's better than all of them. <laughs> Moving on to Teslas Gosh. and their failure of a car company. Uh, what, what's you just the, got hot takes tonight, huh? I love hot yeah. takes. Hey, Tesla. Look, Tesla, he's not liking like he's not anybody. liking Tesla or Elon buying Twitter for whatever reason. I, look, I'm not going to get into Elon and his his shitty life. Let's talk about his shitty car company instead. So. Uh, I think Tesla's really good, really nice. So about that Ford F one fifty Lightning that's going to stomp the shit out of the Cybertruck. Let's let's talk about real car companies here, not Tesla, which is a fake car company for nerds that don't own cars. And again, every single Tesla Ooh. has to be recalled right now. I don't see that happening to Ford or Nissan uh, or Honda or. Has that ever happened to any other real car company? Every uh, single car has to be recalled. What, what are the Every, details of this recall? Hold on. Can, can, can you tell me what the, rec- what the recall details are? Yeah, because now, now you're upset. This this is exactly the angle that I want I'm to take. I'm not upset. Here. Okay. I'm not upset. So essentially, there are two different type of things that has to do with quality control, which means you have a shit manufacturing company. Uh, <clears throat> so basically, their new Model X uh, is – their electric SUV has side bag issues, so they have to bring them in to essentially fix the issue for safety. Um, unfortunately, half of the 7,000 models recalled could experience a problem. All they have to do is bring them into a service center, and the changes will be done, which is pretty nice. It's pretty normal for a recall. Just bring them into a service center. What are, what are the changes? Is it like just a software update? It's, no, so it's a it's a side, the side curtain airbag when the windows are down there's an issue that will like prevent them from deploying or from like not deploying correctly. So they have to change out a part that causes the airbags to um, explode in a more interior direction. So they don't foul on the window. Got it. It's look this, nobody would care if it wasn't Tesla. And I I disagree. I love ragging on Tesla. You should bro. Who was it? Was it, was it, Hey, Lenny, the the Takata, was it Nissan? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The safety hardnesses. No, the freaking the freaking um, the airbags. I think I think they were Takata manufactured. Well, uh, yeah, the Takata manufactured airbags. That's an, also another thing. Yep. Yeah, and I think it, it was a 
whole bunch of uh, of Nissan vehicles that had to get recalled because it would blow shrapnel in the people's faces. Gnarly. Ooh. So, like, I don't know if I can really... I mean, I love poo-pooing on Tesla, don't get me wrong, but I don't know how much I can really uh, come at him for this. Yeah. I mean, recalls happen. Yeah, but I'll call it... It's here. interesting that it's all the Teslas. This is the all part. Let me explain the all part. Yeah. Model yeah. X is about the side airbags. All mo- all of them, uh, basically, all 595,717,000 Tesla models, ranging from the Model S to the Model Y, have to be fitted with a OTA update. Uh, essentially, they rolled out a boombox feature, which allows owners to customize various sounds throughout the car, uh, from the sound the car makes while driving to the honk of the car. But the problem is that, once again... Tesla seems not to give a shit about the safety of their consumers because these sounds can interfere with mandatory warning systems in the car and is a violation of safety regulations. So pretty much every single Tesla on the road needs to be updated to bring the cars back into compliance. So, Dude, you know what that is? It's like a fun feature in the Tesla that, that Elon put in there just to Elon didn't put that in there. Secondly, Elon secondly uh, OTA, OTA means over the air. Yes, so I'm like aware. it's... Uh, and like a internet software update Here's that they do because all I get Teslas it. are connected to the network. So you guys, do you guys it's remember like automatic thing? When it's, not Samsung, a, it's not a huge thing. Do you remember when Samsung's batteries were basically lighting on fire? Do you remember that whole thing? Yeah. 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 I remember. Still not allowed on planes. That model is still not allowed on planes. That's correct. And so, like, I worked in the phone industry during all that BS, and that is like a major safety issue, and that tarnishes your reputation. And anything, all the all the corporations care about is their reputation, because that's why Elon bought Twitter so he could up the reputation of his stuff. Right? You look at crypto; they're on Twitter, and and everybody now is saying essentially like, let's tank all of these brands. All they care about is their reputation in the Twitter space. They just want to – that's all they care about. So this is Tesla tarnishing their safety brand. What are they going to do in the future that could compromise the safety of you and your young children in your car, right? What they are don't you care. talking about? They, Tesla, what are you they, talking about? I'm telling you. They don't, they're, <laughs> what? You've got side airbags that could go off that don't work anymore, right? And that's a safety concern. You've got, and they're fixing them. You've got no, they're fixing them, but what hap- how many people have gotten injured before they got fixed? That that I, two months of this has happened. How many other what, how many other auto manufacturers are capable of, of the same you know oh, defunct safety? Let's features talk about the time. let's talk about the expedition right. the tires, right? And the rolling the master rolling right? car. I'm saying and, but you know, <laughs> Ford Ford's been it. around for a hundred years and yes. so like it's a blimp on their radar where it's just becoming a blimp on Tesla's. So, so I don't Okay, so you're again, telling me Don't be so judgy. I'm just saying you'd prefer to drive a Tesla over a, a Ford F one fifty lightning. Yes. All day. Every day. Why? Because the Ford Lightning will probably burn. Even like, though Ford has been around for 100 years and has actually dealt with more of these things? Yeah, but their EV tech is is much newer than anything Tesla's putting out. Like, Tesla's established. None of their cars are lighting on fire. What whereas, about Rivian? like, things like the Chevy Volt, which is an EV, which is American-made, is known for lighting on fire in your garage, right? And so, okay. like, you don't want that with a Ford. I'm just gonna put that out there. So what about what about no, Rivian? No, no. Who, who, we'll have to see. Who would you buy? You a know, Rivian? that's funny you bring that up. I think I would buy a Rivian because I'm been seeing a lot more of them on the road here in, in California. Actually, it's a 
Thank you for that. Do you know who backs Rivian? Segue. I actually just saw two of them. I saw, I saw two of them today. Ford is Ford is backing Rivian. You realize this, right? Okay. So like you're willing to buy Rivian, but not Ford. So like I guess you drive an Acura, but not a Honda. That's fair. Okay. I I don't think you saying that Ford owns a stake in Rivian is the same as saying that. Rivian and I Ford. I made the, the wrong. You're right. You're absolutely correct. Whatever. Just good. It's fine. I don't like Tesla. I think they're but a yeah, joke. You know, you know what's it's really me. interesting is the, the Rivians look really good. Uh, I saw a black one and a light blue one. Uh, and I got to say, the blue, the black one looks super, super good. Uh, and another thing about the Rivian is the... The wheel gap between the fender and the wheel is actually pretty significant, and the height, the ride height, is uh, pretty high. And like I was able to see some of the suspension, and it looks pretty baller too, like uh, off-road capable, like out the box, which is dope. Do you think you replace your Lexus with that? Uh, if its range proves to be true, yeah, you know, it might it might become a good alternative for like short off-road excursions you know 300 400 mile excursions from a charge start station you know it's not that's not bad no i mean that's the same range as the lightning it's in the it's in the 350s so they're pretty similar i i'm interested to see how in the next year a lot of these real manufacturers actually get into the ev market because i think you're right i think there's a concern of their ev platform is not as combust as like solid as tesla's but their actual like everything else around that is far more functional i mean let's talk about shock springs and sway bars i would trust those far more on a ford or a nissan or a company that's been around for a long time versus whatever tesla throws on their crap am i right on that i don't <laughs> know how these work if, if we're gonna talk I don't know how these work. Wise, yeah i would agree with you there that's i'll, I'll concur with you on that one john's just saying what in the background i'm just i'm just you know you talk about how cars are going to move into the future and i'm just interested to see what cars you arbitrarily hate on as we move into the future <laughs> ah. <laughs> hey man you gotta have an opinion otherwise what's the point yeah i just prefer it to be you know well researched anyway uh, uh... have you been on the internet lately, dude? <laughs> well, have you been on the internet <laughs> john this is the internet we don't need to research anything we just slander whatever we want at people and they get them upset about their emotions I, I i'm just before we hop off this i'm just gonna say that i am not a huge tesla fan i just your reasons for hating tesla just make me like, a... <laughs> like what are you talking that's about? the point i look i look if you want to drive a tesla and you have fun in it and you feel safe more power to you i it's fine I I, I just I don't understand how Tesla like having a faulty airbag that they're now fixing is more morally reprehensible than Nissan <laughs> showering shrapnel all over someone's face. Because man, <laughs> Elon Musk is on Twitter. I don't know. Like, what do you what do you need me to do? One. Let me throw my one is. One is a safety system that malfunctions and yeah. doesn't provide the safety. The other one is a safety system that literally turns into a claymore. I get it. I, Teslas I are very safe, typically. <laughs> they're very highly rated. They're they're well done. I just think they're silly-looking cars, and the people that tend to buy them. it's It goes back to, like, the Beamer argument we've had before, right? It's that who buys Teslas, and it's not – I don't know. 
it's a it, it's another day. We'll have, we'll have a top, we'll have a whole day on t- Tesla and get into that whole fiasco with that car company. I think we could do a history on it. How Elon stole the name and bought somebody out, and it's just a bunch of malfeasance. So, <laughs> so suspension, right? Malfeasance. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, what? Oh, okay. Yeah, suspension. So let's talk about <laughs> suspension. The things that make your car go up and down, and if you drive on rocks and get off roading makes it so that your ass doesn't go numb when you're sitting in your car seat. Let's True. Take it away, John. Do you want to do you want a soapbox for a minute and get us back um, back onto yeah, earth I here? I'm up and out I of can space. Get you, I can get you rolling. Um, without bumps, though, talk, Without bumps. Yeah. We just wanted to, uh, you know, we've done some tech series and kind of explained how stuff worked. And so I, I feel like one of the biggest car systems we haven't really addressed was your suspension system. Um now we'll start basic and then we might get into some application type stuff. But uh, in general, if you didn't have suspension, you would be on a friggin' wagon like you're a kid, your radio flyer. Um, when you hit bumps or irregularities in the road or even weight transfer, you have things at each corner of your car that allow your wheels to independently move up and down. That's your suspension system. And suspension can increase the performance of a vehicle by allowing the tires to remain in contact with the road at all times. That's really what you're trying to accomplish. Because if you think about it, if your four tires were just attached to a rigid board, you could hit a situation where you'd hit a bump, or, you know, your weight transfer, like when you're going through a corner, would shift to the outside enough that you would cause one or more tires to actually lose contact with the ground. And that makes you go slow or kills you, depending on the nature of which it happens. So that's the that's kind of the guiding philosophy of the suspension system. And it's gone through a lot of different iterations over time, but... Modern cars have all pretty much centered around a design where you have the tire, the wheel and tire assembly is supports the body of the car with a spring. And, you know, it's like a slinky on steroids. And so when you hit a bump, that spring compresses and then it extends. That... If that was all it was, um, then what would happen is your car would just slinky up and down. It would look like a, a you know, a stripper on ladies' night. Um, just burp, 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 burp. not ladies' night. It'd be like it'd be like dollar <laughs> beer night. Anyway, dollar beer night. Yeah, um, just bouncing up and down the ground. And uh, what? <laughs> from a from a physics perspective, it might never stop. Um, and so it would what stop. You add, yes. I mean, eventually. Resistance. But, uh, I mean, technically, it would just get less. The oscillation would become less and less and less and less and less, but it would never quite hit zero. To it's almost zero. like porpoising. Anyway, yeah. Okay, go on. Kind of like porpoising. Yeah. Um, but so what you add onto that is a damper, which most people refer to as shocks or struts. A damper is just an engineering term that means something that resists movement. Um, so that's what we have shocks for. Shocks, modern modern shocks are typically a hydraulic fluid that is pressurized by nitrogen. 
just to keep it toy like a twiga. Um, and when you hit this bump, the springs compress, they extend, and then the shock tries to kind of freeze the spring in place and resist that movement so the spring just doesn't go bouncy, bouncy, bouncy into infinity. They're a lot more complex than that, but that's what they do in a nutshell. Um, and all of that is attached to... We came up with a just a blanket term, but um, suspension geometry arms. It's just a bunch of pieces of metal that provide mounting points for the shocks and springs, and they allow the wheel and tire and everything to articulate and move as it goes up and down through its travel. Uh, they're different on every car. The design changes. Uh, it's a little bit outside the scope of this conversation to really talk about the specifics, but those are the other main components. And then uh, those are attached to the car via some kind of bushing, whether it's a rubber or some kind of elastomeric substance like uh, polyurethane. Or if you're talking race car stuff, they'll take all of the flexible bushings out and have something like a heim joint, also known as a pillow ball, also known as a rose joint. That's a different... That's we, we could probably talk about that a little bit later, but it basically allows those arms to move with the motion of the springs and the shocks. Um, and then the final component that's a little bit less understood, but one of the better things to mod, if you're going to, like one of the first things I would mod if you're going to mod your suspension, besides tires, is uh, is the spring, or uh, the sway bars. So sway bars are rigid bars. So you have these, you have this system, right? These four, these four wheels and tires. Sway bars are rigid bars that go from left to right in the front and the rear. And they provide a sort of uh, a tension between the two sides. And what they do is they help to counteract the tendency for the system to roll over to the side. And so they provide uh, some lateral rigidity um, from left to right between the two sides. And that sway bars are a very easy way to tune the behavior of your suspension. That's uh, that's my bird's eye view of the suspension system. Ryan, you uh, got any dumb questions? <laughs> yes, you always know I do. And by dumb, there is no dumb questions, my friend. Uh, there is just learning. So in regards to sway bars being an easy mod, is that, is that because of the way that a sway bar could affect your turning, essentially, and the suspension into turns with the inside tire essentially compressing more than the outside tire? And so your sway bar would enable you to adapt, essentially, all turning suspension? Um, yes, but... So generally, if we're gonna get into if we're gonna get into tuning suspension, generally, um, as you make your suspension stiffer, and I'm talking anything, I'm talking about shocks, springs, the bars. As it becomes stiffer, it resists motion, which for a performance car can be desirable because the car feels more responsive. Right. Like it's it's up. It's yeah, but, 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 but as you get stiffer and more responsive, you get less compliant, which means that it's easier to upset 
the traction and cause the wheel to lose traction. Makes sense. So the reason that sway bars are a great way to tune your suspension if you're just dipping your toe into the water is they're relatively cheap. Um, depending on the car, they're anywhere from 100 on the low end to maybe 500 at max per sway bar, and there's only two. And you know, mo- most cars are probably about 200 bucks a piece. Um, and so if you think about this, if I put a stiff sway bar in the rear of my car, it makes the rear more responsive. It rolls less, but it makes the rear less compliant, which means it's more likely to lose traction. What that ends up doing is a stiff rear sway bar makes the car oversteer more, means the rear wants to chase the front around more. So, well, no, uh, that's generally, generally good, if not excessive. Um, so most cars understeer from the factory. So if you're like, man, this car won't finish a corner, a real quick, easy way is to put on a stiffer rear sway bar. Boom. Now my car is neutral. Now my car is either neutral or slightly tail happy, which is what you want. What do you mean? I mean, It depends, man, because suspension is a, it's one of those things where it's like, you have to adjust everything kind of in concert because one change affects every other change. Because, you know, if you put a stiffer rear sway bar on, you have effectively made the front less stiff, even though you haven't changed the front, if that makes sense. So the balance is different. The balance is different. Now, the way that the spring rates, how stiff the springs are, how stiff the shocks are, those are affected because you have a stiffer sway bar, so you have lateral roll resistance. There's also some lateral roll resistance applied by the springs itself. Okay. Um, So, like, it all kind of works in concert. So if you're talking about setting up a car to be competitive on a track, you kind of have to, like, in a way, you kind of scrub it and start from zero. Um, if you're talking about this is my daily driver that I want to go run up some canyons and I want it to turn a little better, yeah, keep it simple. Sway bars. Yeah. Uh, sway bars and tires. Yeah, because oftentimes if you go buy an expensive set of coilovers and just slap them on a car, you'll actually make it turn worse. And that is an yep. inconvenient truth. No one. And there's a lot that. of other examples of that being being the case. Like adding a bunch of horsepower to a car doesn't necessarily make it faster on the track. That's or true. adding a bunch of aero to a you know thousand horsepower car doesn't necessarily make it faster on a track than the stock aero. In or some adding, cases, adding a bunch of aero to a stock car often makes it slower. 
right. Um, so, so it, yeah, you're right. It, it is kind of a domino effect because if you're going to be modifying your car, either for John, like John said, you know, spirited drives on the Canyon road or on the racetrack, one of the first things you're going to want to be doing if we're talking suspension is tires really. Cause it's, it is a domino effect. Everything is connected to the other in terms of making a car go fast on the twisties or um, on the circuit. The squiggly so, bits. Oh yeah, excuse me. The squiggly bits. <laughs> the squiggly bits. <laughs> so, so like the suspension, the suspension plays a huge part in everything, but the suspension is also tied to what tires you run or how stiff the rest of your chassis is, structurally speaking. You know, and other things, the weight, the, how much weight you have in the car, what the weight distribution on it, because weight transfers, you know, plays a huge p part on, you know, what the spring rates on the coilovers or, you know, whatever. Um, so if shock, you're running, Lenny, uh, what, have to be. Lenny, what I'm understanding is, is that like, is suspension a vital rabbit hole to going fast, but is it like a, you can't just do one of it you got to do all of it so it's kind of like an expensive is it like very expensive to upgrade everything then or is it just you kind of do a sway bar tune that and then be done and see a nominal performance upgrade well everything works kind of like in levels right uh yeah. you're not gonna buy a new brand new car then slap a all the mods on it for twelve thousand horsepower right I mean, some people do that, and that's fine and dandy, but you don't really get to know the car sure. or kind of develop with it. Okay. Um, don't just and, throw you know, a bunch that of learning curve could be right. steep, I would say. Right. Okay. Uh, you kind of always want to do things in levels. Uh, get a feel for it. Find out what works for you and your driving style, especially if we're talking suspension. I think. Um, okay. Is paramount there. Here, yeah. Not like... everybody, not everybody drives the same, and so like maybe you won't need to stiffen up the rear as much as i need to stiffen up the rear because i i'm heavier heavier on the gas than you or i'm later on the brake than you right everybody's uh, individual preferences true. are different i'd say one of those is true but not both of them uh well, i definitely break later for sure the other thing the other thing <laughs> I man, is that, like go ahead john no the other thing is that like you know if we're talking about uh 80s to 90s american car that had springs and shocks made of play-doh <laughs> like yeah upgrading those is just going to make the car faster period because the thing okay. the thing sways side to side like a sailboat in a storm you know what i mean yeah um, those are not fun to drive but yeah but if we're talking like a mod like you know if you have a a new supra like, can you, you need to change the coilover? Yeah. Can you improve it? Probably. Do you need to improve it? Probably not. Right. Um, those are pretty well tuned. So you have to look at, I think what Lenny's saying is that you have to like, and we've said this before on the show, but like, if you're smart, you will mod it as you need to, because here's, here's kind of how it works. Uh, I'll, I'll get into like a, a progression you go to the racetrack with your stock power car on stock everything and it's your first time at the track 
you are not braking hard enough to bottom the front suspension out under brakes. You are not turning hard enough to bottom the outside tire suspension on turns. You're not accelerating hard enough to bottom the rear shocks out on acceleration. You're just slow. And then <clears throat> you get faster. And usually when guys go on the track and they start getting faster, the first thing they complain about is one of two things. It's either A, my brakes suck, <laughs> or, or B, I'm sliding or, everywhere. Or, yeah, or B, like the car won't finish a turn. I love yeah, that it's universal enough just... that Lenny is finishing the sentences for you, John. That's amazing. Yeah. It's clearly <laughs> that universal. I, word, I worded the first one there. Yeah, you did. You nailed it. Right? So brakes, so, you slide too much. Well, in, but you slide too much because the car doesn't want to finish a turn because it understeers, and you're having to slow down more than you would like to the corner, and so you start just goosing the fucking gas and making it oversteer on throttle. Um, and that's causing you to slide and that's how you can make it around a corner. Right. And so the ways to fix those things, the first thing you could try is like, well, I want it to oversteer more. Just fuck it. I'm going to throw on a stiffer rear sway bar. Okay. Now I don't need to throttle goose it to get it to rotate. It rotates on its own. That's nice. And then brakes. Okay. I'm going to update. I'm going to upgrade the brakes. And while I'm at it, I smoke the stock. I'm starting to overheat my stock tires. So I put nicer tires on it. Right. right. Well now with my better brakes and my better tires and I'm getting better now when I'm braking into turn one off the main straight, I'm bottoming out my stock springs and the car feels a little loose on turn in because I don't have any suspension travel left and I'm binding. Gotcha. Now I need stiffer springs. Right. Or I did a, you know, now I'm getting good at my car. It doesn't scare me anymore. I'm putting down great times. I'm going to update the freaking engine. Now I'm making double the horsepower. Now we're talking now, ducks. Okay. Yeah. Now, now. We're um, talking I'm, ducks. Now I'm braking so hard and my new tires and everything. I have so much traction in the corners and I'm turning so hard. I have so much weight transfer through the corner that when I try and apply power, my suspension linkage is binding and now I'm getting massive oversteer and drifting because I have no compliance in my suspension and it's binding. Now I need to update my springs and shocks because I have so much more G-force on the car. Can you define binding for me for those that don't know? Yes, sir. So binding occurs. So I talked about the suspension arms that articulate and the tires go up and down. Those arms are attached to the car usually with a rubber bushing and a bolt. And that rubber bushing allows that arm to kind of flex, right? So it kind of, it, it can pivot on the bolt because there's usually like a metal sleeve inside that allows it to rotate. But then there's also going to be some side-to-side -side movement that the rotation doesn't account for. And so there's a metal bush, or a, a rubber bushing that allows it to flex. And so it allows for flex, and then because it's rubber, it damps it so you don't get like a weird buzzing sound in the car and it's more comfortable. But there's situations where that movement will exceed the ability of the rubber to allow it to move. And then it just kind of freezes in place. Makes sense. Because basically at that point, the rubber is no longer elastic. It is essentially stiff as a brick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, and then that's, that's what's called binding, and that can cause you to lose traction. 
And I'm not saying it's necessarily catastrophic, but no. it's just yeah, but it's just a, a situation where okay, the suspension ceases being compliant, it essentially becomes super rigid, and you power slide out of the corner when you could have just put power down. Yeah, it's no longer basically applicable in that situation. What you're trying to do, you need to upgrade the components right. so you can have a higher mechanical advantage and essentially more elasticity. Yeah, and that's why you'll see race cars get rid of the rubber bushings in the car and they run what's called, the Japanese call it pillow balls. Um, the engineering term is a heim joint. Uh, you'll also hear them called rose joints. I have no idea why. But what those are is it replaces the rubber bushings with a Teflon-coated metal sphere and a rod. And so those can just, like, rotate in any direction. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And so those have a lot more articulation. And if you set, if you replace all of the rubber bushings with pillow ball mounts, your suspension will be able to articulate a lot more freely and won't bind. The problem is you will have no damping to the suspension movement into the car. And so it'll rattle the fillings out of your teeth and you can't hear your radio. Um, so that doesn't sound good because they're solid joints, but they basically are able to move more. So they move, but they don't damp because gotcha. they're not rubber. They don't attenuate, right? So if you're a robot driving your car for track time, that's the way to go, bro. Okay. But if you got to take the way. Yeah. But if you got to take your mom to the grocery store, <laughs> she's going to hate it. You know, that's funny you say that because uh, once upon a time I had uh, an S13 uh, body 240SX uh, and I had, when I was living in Texas, I had driven it uh, to Florida and dropped it off there before I moved to Japan. Anyway, it had um, polyurethane bushings throughout yeah. and like uh, coilovers. It, it was basically like a sort of a track car that I was building that I never got through it anyway i took my mom to the grocery store in it and she absolutely hated it to call your mom <laughs> uh, she never drove in it again that was the only time she she was in it she absolutely hated it yeah so and polyurethane is kind of in between it's stiffer than rubber but has more noise damping than a solid like heim joint okay um or you can be like a real stuck up bougie person like me and on my GTR, I replaced all of the bushings with Nismo bushings, which are still rubber, but they're 30% stiffer rubber than the stock rubber. I can't believe I made it that far in the episode without saying GTR. I can't believe it either. That's got to be a new record, folks. But here we are. But here we are. So but yeah. yeah, so what? Yeah, what I was getting at is like, if you get to know your car and you drive your car and you get you fast instead of making your car fast, you will reach a point at which you exceed the stock componentry and the the thing that you need to change will be self-evident. Because as you, opposed to yeah. yeah. You you'll as be opposed able to see all about the same time first. Yeah. As opposed to just being like an Instagram kid and being like everybody's buying coilovers, I need to buy coilovers. So take time with your vehicle, no matter what it is, essentially. Learn from it. It'll tell you what you need to upgrade based on how you're driving it. Yep. See, time is paramount and everything. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean, honestly, again, it's it's the kind of like what? Uh, slow is uh, slow is steady, steady is fast type of mentality. Uh, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Slow is smooth, smooth steady, is fast. Steady, smooth, yes. smooth, steady. No, it's... <laughs> 
smooth as smooth as smooth. Slow smooth. as smooth, smooth as fast. You got to be able times. to find the foe. Uh, the flow. <laughs> what? The, yes. Slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. I totally agree. There you go. It's all about the flow, right? And no matter what type of car you drive, when you drive it for long periods of time, you'll find out where it needs to be upgraded. Instead of just upgrading it out the gate, not knowing what the base that you're working with is, and then now you're chasing down rabbit holes all over the place trying to fix problems. Well, and it's, right? it's there's a... And there's a lot of pseudoscience in cars, man. Sure. Like a lot of people just buy a car and think I need coilovers. And it's possible you do, but if you don't know why, it, like if you don't get into it really knowing why, then like maybe you don't. A lot of people get slower when they put coilovers in their car because now you're you're throwing out the balance of the valving of the shocks and the spring rates and all that's like you're you're just wiping it clean so unless you really know what you're doing like tread carefully have, well said have good suspension when you're going to change your suspension because you got to tread carefully <laughs> that was awful that was terrible. so Ryan do you want to take a redemption shot for uh, 20 questions today it's not a redemption I you're not like, not gonna I feel like no I, you haven't redeemed yourself I did. that was before it was before the I, fiasco I know, of you I know that I redeemed myself car. I know I did redeem myself for the concept car I cannot remember what it was but it was like four or five episodes after um, well if you can't remember it it never happened Fair enough. I will once again. You know what? I'm gonna get a debut on these guys, just like the Celtics did on the Nets. That's the first sweep and the only undefeated team in the uh, playoffs right now. Shout out to my Celtics fans. Um, yeah. So this is a game called. I'm still the. I'm sure the 2007 Celtics are still celebrating the championship as well. It's not 2007. You non-Cs fan, throw all your Cs gear in the trash. Um, so. <laughs> This is what I wish I was driving, in which it's our game of 20 questions, uh, where I've picked a vehicle. Lenny and John have 20 questions to figure out what it is. Uh, did I miss any th- sort of explanation there, John? Uh, if we if we guess the car before, if we guess the car, that's it. At the end of the game, we lose. Yes, and only one 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 guess. You can't pick a concept car. Can't pick a concept car, which I have not done today. Uh, and this is a generational car. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Work. Okay. All right, I guess we could start here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is this a four, forward-wheeled drive car? I don't know why I said that weird. Whoa. Wait, what was that? Is this an FWD? FWD. Yeah, front wheel drive. Yes, it is. Is this Japanese? Yes. Is it a Honda? No. You know where I'm at. Jeez, whoa. Louise. Like, what, do you guys think, do you think I'm just going to go right out to the Honda? Like, what? I mean, is it a Daihatsu? Is it a Daihatsu? No. <laughs> Why do you have to think about it? <laughs> Why do you have to think about it? Interesting. Um, because I'm like, what are you guys doing? What are you trying to do here? Is it turbo? Is it a turbo? No. I love, hmm. when, I love when I put the car because you guys are so rapid fire on your questions compared to like when it's me in, in the question seat. There's usually a little bit more stalling and <clears throat> it's a lot more fun. Jesus. Um, mm, 
Does this car manufacturer consider itself from the Kanto plane? This, this <laughs> the, why? Why do you do this? To oh me? God, I love it. Um, that is quite the question. I mean, it's a it's a good, useful question, but I don't know if it's really very useful get question because you don't. What? Um, How do I even no, figure out where? You should probably see where they started from. Where's the Kanto plane? Hold on, I just gotta... okay. So that would, Lenny, that would encompass Nissan, Toyota, who else? Hold on. Give me the big cities that the Kanto plane is, is on. Subaru from uh, Tokyo. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's like the greater Tokyo metropolitan area. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Subaru's Kanto headquarters plane, yes. is Kanto plane, yes. in the... Wait, it is associated with the Kanto plane? Yes. Okay. But that's number I six. Think... No, wait, now Toyota's Nagoya. That's considered Kanto still, isn't it? Yeah, not really. Front wheel drive. Is this a four cylinder engine car? Is this four cylinders? Yes. Hmm. Was this car built after 1990? Oh. Was it built after 1990? Uh, that is a yes. You said post 1990? Yes. Yeah, 90, 90s plus, yes. Is this a Nissan? No. Ooh. Nissan's probably the most famously Kanto affiliated. Is this a Toyota? No. Not a Toyota. Hey. Honda's from like Tochigi. Yeah. Well, and also he said it was not a Honda. I already asked that question. Um, um. Subaru's, Subaru's associated with Tokyo. Yeah, but did they ever make a front-wheel drive four-cylinder? Uh, Ryan, is this a Subaru? Nope, not a Subi. What? Wait, so we know it's not a Mazda. We know it's not... Is it... Is this car manufactured by a company called Opal? <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to count that as a guy. Is it an Opal? No. That's a German mm. manufacturer, Lenny. Thank you for that, though. That 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 gave me a good good laugh. Uh, well, um, well, no, there's also a Japanese manufacturer called Opal. Is it really? Or it's like a sub sub manufacturer. So there's like double trolling for Opal when it, it comes makes like a, a a little two seater convertible rear engine. Three-cylinder turbo car. There, I would, there needs to be an American Opal, just so all three of the main demographics <laughs> can be covered by John's suffering. <laughs> uh, wait a second. Where the? F what car company would this be, dude? Are you looking on the internet? I hear clicks. Talking about you. Listen to my fucking. 
No, that does not sound like clicking. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like someone's phone is vibrating there. Oh, uh, man. You know, he did pause when I... When I is this a Suzuki? No, no, no. Hold on. Take it back. Take it back. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. What? Is this a Suzuki? No, don't answer that. Don't answer that. Do Why? not answer that. Because Suzuki is not from the Kanto plane, Lenny. So you either what? fucked up or... What was the it's what not. was the question you asked me? It was the da- what was the brand? Daihatsu. Daihatsu. What? Is he trying to troll me with another shitbox like high production car that no one really cares about that I did? Man, I feel like that's it. Yeah, but we asked Daihatsu before we asked that question. did not waste it because i told him not to answer that and you didn't i mean i don't know what i asked you you asked if it was Um, suzuki suzuki's from shizuoka i don't know any other what because i don't think nagoya's did this have four doors did this car have four doors So those mohos. Hold on a second, dude. Who makes this car? We've verified that generational. We verified that it's not Toyota, Nissan, Subaru, Mazda, Honda, or Suzuki, or Daihatsu. What? Who? What are we leaving out? Who are we leaving out here? Ryan, was this car only sold in Japan? Huh. Post 1990s? To ask like Datsun or something, but they weren't post 1990s. I mean, it'd be a nine, it'd be a Nissan. Datsuns were, were 90s post, you know, That's what I'm saying. <clears throat> uh, oh my god, hold no, on, I don't know. <clears throat> I mean, I don't hold on a second. Wait, what about um where's Mitsubishi from? Oh wait. Is Mitsubishi in Tokyo? Okay. Oh wait, or what about a Suzu? A Suzu? Oh, I, I think wasn't Mitsu, that like a Suzuki I think Mitsu and a, Well, I think Mitsu and a Suzu are Tokyo based. Ryan, is this car a Mitsubishi? What? It's a Mitsubishi, huh? He's he's totally fucking us here. I'm literally, I literally have a list of Japanese car manufacturers, and I no, I wrote it down in my head. I started crossing them off as I eliminated them. Is this is in Isuzu? 
Oh. Huh. Yeah, Damn I know, it. like I, I don't know, know like, any I don't know any of Oh my god. You know any of Suzu's four front wheel drive, four cylinder, four doors. Turbo. Not only JDM. Other markets. We don't know if it's turboed. No, it's not. Or do we ask? Did they make any cool cars? Um, Like a supercharged cool Azuzu? No. (laughs) Yes, it's a very... Good distinction. Uh, He's got me here, I think. I almost know nothing. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to... Hmm. I know almost no Isuzu's, bro. (laughs) Who who the hell knows anything about Isuzu? They They, made one one good two-seater off-road thing, but like... That was funky looking at best. It's mostly like crappy SUVs and crossovers. And then some like industrial stuff. Um, Ryan, was this a Zuzu an SUV? Well, if it's not an SUV, but it has four doors, it must be a sedan. It does have four. Yeah, it has four doors. Uh... Ryan, was this car um, marketed as a different model in the other markets outside of Japan? Well, that doesn't freaking help us on question 18. So it's different names outside of Japan. What the gaggle fuck? What What does that mean? Yeah, that's what he asked. Yes. Well, that doesn't Uh, narrow down at all. Fair enough. Uh, no clue here. I don't know any Suzu cars. Was this car? Was this car built after 2000? So this is a strictly 90s Isuzu, and we're on question 19 here, John. Or it was 80s that reached into the 90s, but yeah. Wait, we got. Do we have one question in a guess, or are we on the guess? No. 19 and then the guess. Correct. 
So we, yeah, we have a question and a guess. Yeah. Nah. No, oh, we got one question and a guess. Twenty is the guess. We don't really know Ryan, what to talk about the Ryan, right been, now. We've been doing this for like six months. <laughs> like this. I ain't, I, I don't got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah. What is it? What's the car? Give it to us. Oasis. Oasis. The Oasis is the Oasis is made to this day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Matter. We asked if this car. You did say it was generational. We asked if this car was made in the two thousands, and you said no. I thought we would have got it, but. Wow. I understand that, but they're still making this car. No, I, I mean, we never this. would have gotten it regardless, but. Because you picked a fucking minivan. <laughs> Pick some minivan. You know, I was right about him trolling me with some like really shitbox production car. 100%. That was a, a get back. Yeah. To what I did. Never allowed to pick a car again. <laughs> You're back to never allowed to get picked a car. No, 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 no. <laughs> you could take that one W to the grave home because that's all you're getting. If you, <laughs> you're never picking a car again. If you picked... Never... <laughs> Picked, you picked a car no one cares about. <laughs> no, you didn't violate any rules. You're just an asshole. You're not wrong, Donnie. You're not wrong, Donnie. You're just an asshole. <laughs> you didn't violate any rules. You're just an asshole. That's great. Hopefully we all win. At least we know we won't be censored on Twitter with Elon in charge. I'm pressing charges. <laughs> Bro.